Okay. You know, I'm here with my good buddy Conrad um, from high school, and I guess we went to school since fifth grade together. Is that when you? No, it came. Oh, second, second grade. grade. No, second, second grade. Second grade. Yeah. Fifth grade was Arvind. Fifth grade was Arvind. Yeah. I mean, I didn't really, you know, talk with people in lower school. I was pretty isolated. Well, isolating myself in lower school. I yeah. remember. I remember you in fifth grade though. Oh, no, yeah. again, that's Arvind. I can't get. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, Second I remember grade. you. You know, first interaction with you, right? This is what you told me. Oh my gosh. Yeah, you were like, Conrad, my mom, it was during recess, my mom told me to be friends with you. <laughs> yeah, that was first, first interaction. Do you remember how you responded? Uh, I forgot how I responded, I guess. I don't remember what It was I because you were such a good and smart kid. It was, it was probably because I went home like, Mom, like, there's this kid at school who just like reads during recess. <laughs> And she's probably yeah. like, gotta be friends with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because that's what you He do. goes home, he goes to recess, and he just opens that biology textbook. He just opens that biology textbook, and he sweats while he reads. He while he reads. <laughs> I remember that's that. How, that's how focused uh, he is. Yeah, I remember that. Um, but yeah, it has been a while since I've done a podcast. It is, it's been months. It's probably yeah. been since, like, March... Uh, it's been since February. February. Yeah, because that's the last one I watched. Um, yeah, last one. I sorry, I listened to. Yeah, um, it's been so long, but I'm so happy um, to be doing it again. Um, I forgot how fun it is. Um, I will say, like Conrad is honestly the driving force behind this podcast. Mm. He's the one that has like encouraged me yeah. to keep on doing it. And literally, I was probably gonna give up. And here we are doing another one because doing, yeah. Conrad's like, hey, bro, like, I'm down to do a podcast with you now. Yeah. Um, so, like, first of all, thank you for that. Yeah, no problem. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously before I didn't want to because right clearance and job. You know? Right, because, like, Conrad's, like, this super cool guy who, like, has, like, top secret clearance or whatever. I don't have a top secret clearance. Yeah, that's why we're doing this. Yeah, now. Now we can do Now it. we can do it. Now. Um... But yeah, like, I, Conrad, I don't know, like, maybe someone has, like, listened to all of my podcasts before. Yeah, I've listened to all your podcasts. But Conrad is the only person I know <laughs> that has listened to every single podcast that I've done. And that is just, like, so inspiring. <laughs> and it's just, like, such an awesome feeling to have, like, yeah. such a great friend. Thank you for that. Yeah, no, yeah. It, it, it's nice to listen to them. I, I, you know, usually it's when, um, you know, I'm usually working that involves like coding and whatever, and I just have it on, listen to it. What was, um, what was your, do you have a favorite one? Uh, you know, there, there are a couple that I, I liked, um, the one with Mrs. Clark. Mm -hmm. the, that one was good. Yeah, former English teacher. Uh, I liked, man. Would you, would the, you the say you, yeah. you learned anything? Yeah, I learned stuff. Yeah, like the, the there was a guy that you interviewed. He was a biochemist, PhD from Princeton, talking about oh, that yes. one freaking enzyme. One that enzyme. He's, he's enzyme ID01. Yeah. The one that he's going to study for the rest of his life. Yeah, yeah. For, for cancer purposes. Yeah, yeah. And then, I need to reach out to him again. Yeah, you asked, I remember you asked him, like, what if this isn't the right one? You know, like, <laughs> what if this is the wrong enzyme? What if this is the wrong one? Are you still okay? He's like, yeah. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. And... I need to reach out to him again because I feel like I could have a much better conversation with him now. Oh, okay. Just because of how much I've learned in just like general biology and chemistry. Because at the time, I think I hadn't even taken... Maybe I took like general biology yeah. one, and that was it. But now with the, the knowledge that I have now, I feel like I could ask yeah. better questions. And just like dive deeper into it than I and did. The thing is, he, even when he was a pod, I actually noticed this with a lot of PhDs because I work with a lot. They have trouble like talking in a way so that common people they they can't help but use big words sometimes. Yeah, like you know hematoma or like what was he heme? He was just heme. Using, he kept using he heme kept a lot. using the word heme all the, the time. heme group. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And at that time, I didn't know what a heme group was. <laughs> he's just like saying it. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, I, they usually have a hard time, but you know, I, doctors are different. Um, when I've talked with doctors, they seem they're usually very they able to you know s communicate advanced scientific topics in a way that other people can understand it. Um, and I think that just goes down to the training because the PhDs they only have to interact with other people that are specialized in their field, but doctors have to you know explain it to patients. Mm. 
Yeah. Mm. And what kind of your mom's a doctor, right? Yeah, she's a doctor. What kind of doctor? I, she's I a forget. yeah, yeah. So she's an integrative medicine doctor, which is a relatively new field that combines nutrition, yoga, acupuncture. It's sort of like supposed to be like a whole body, whole patient thing. Like you know, have you heard like of a holistic? Yeah, have you heard of like osteopathic medical school? Yes. Yeah, I know they're like more that. like holistically yeah, it's based. Yeah, like holistic. She used to be internal medicine, and then she switched. Did she go to? Is she an OD or MD? MD. MD. Well, she went to. Uh, or MD. I mean, a DO. DO. They're called DOs. No, no, she's an MD. Yeah. She didn't but, go to osteopathic school, but she switched into this. She was. She's an MD from China, right? So she got an MD from MD degree from China, in which your MD starts in your undergrad. You you immediately decide in your undergrad. I think that's how they do it in um, Britain too, and then she came here, had to redo residency. Okay. And that was it. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. And is your dad a doctor? Dad's an anesthesiologist. Okay. Yeah. I just started... Did I tell you that I started shadowing an anesthesiologist not no. too long ago? Yeah, what do you think about it? Um, so the anesthesiologist I was shadowing, and I still shadow every now and then, she works at a women's hospital. Okay. So it's probably like a lot less, I guess... I guess it's more focused than you would see at like more of a general hospital. Because like... A lot of this, I would say like probably like 75% of the, of the time she's just doing epidurals. Okay. Which do you know what oh, epidurals I know what epidurals, yeah. Yeah, so it's like just the same thing over and over and over and over. And then like the occasional like C-section. And just for that, she's just there. Oh, it's interesting. For it's the very beginning. And then like once the, the, mm. the anesthesia is given, like she just like leaves it's not like my dad does surgery so that's all right. he does he, he does these like eight hours and the anesthesiologist watches the patient after the surgery is done do they does they he watch there. like throughout the entire surgery he has to be there the entire surgery and even after the patient um has been operated on he sits there and watches to see if anything happens so he just you know yeah yeah there's a lot of downtime yeah i feel like with anesthesiology yeah. compared to whenever i was shadowing the neonatologist which it was like rounds for like literally two, three hours of just rounding with patients. And then after that, immediately after probably like another two, three hours of just like notes and stuff. Yeah. And then like another like hour or two of just talking to like parents and patients and like communicating what the plan is going forward. Mm. So it's just like a totally different pace from like like go 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 with the neonatologist and then yeah i'm with the anesthesiologist we give an epidural that takes like five ten minutes max and then we just like sit down in the break room and just like talk you know and just take it easy mm. you know um with anesthesiology that's kind of that's a very scary um physician job because if you screw up on the drugs, it's like one of those things. Well, I guess if you're doing working with epidural, it's not as bad. But if you're with surgery and you uh, screw up on the drug, they, the anesthesiologist is the guy that gets sued, usually. Yeah. Um, you know, remember when Michael Jackson died, right? I do remember. The that. guy that um, prescribed it, Conrad Murray, um, gave him uh, general anesthesia because he was like, "Can I have it?" And they gave it to him, and the guy prescribed it to him. All, yeah, got in trouble. And then yeah, it, it is definitely like <laughs> a risky. Yeah, it's one of those. That's why I, you know what I used to want to be like a surgeon, but then I was just the reality of it. Like like just when I understand more what it is, like wow, if I screw up like one time, that's really bad. Malpractice, you're done. That's really really bad. Don't like um, and it's so easy to well to me it looks easy. I don't know if it actually is easy to screw up because like um. Like neurosurgeons, right? You're operating on the brain. And what one neurosurgeon told me was, it's not really the brain. It's really those like tiny blood vessels mm. near the brain. Because one, and then if, the you, if you like accidentally like nick cut it, it, if you nick it, it's yeah. like the neck, right? Like that could be really bad. Or if you're a cardiovascular surgeon, right? You're operating on the heart. If you nick something, that's pretty bad. So yeah, that's why I was like, maybe not surgery. No, I never had a desire to go into surgery. Yeah, I kind of view surgery as this, you know, if there's the surgery, people, surgeons are like car mechanics, right? Mm -hmm. They fix the car, right? right? And then there's other doctors that are more like, 
What needs to be fixed? Yeah, yeah, more like because they kind of fixed? figure out, uh, yeah, different parts of the car. How can yeah. we do this without yeah. having to fix it? Actually, yeah, there, there are the other stuff. Surgeons are like, yeah, we got to pull, take this, take the engine out and yeah. replace it with other thing. And, but and I think yeah. what drew me to medicine is the biology aspect of it mm. and just the science behind it. And I think that's why I was never drawn to surgery because mm-hmm. it never like, I mean, that's a big part of like I guess like physiology and like that kind of stuff yeah but it's not like yeah I like the more pure science part of it that, that's one of the reasons i didn't want to be like um sort of the person that is gonna just take out the stuff i wanted to kind of lean more on studying the human body and human anatomy and human physiology yeah which is why yeah no longer really thinking about surgery anymore right now i will tell you if i had to if I absolutely had to give an epidural to yeah. someone, yeah, I feel like I could do it. Really? I feel like I could do it. Okay. I feel like I've watched so many. Like, so many this summer where, like, if I was forced to do it, uh-huh. no one else could do it. Yeah. It was emergency. I mean, even you don't really need an epidural. Well, I mean... Why would you... Like, it's really for pain reasons. It's to, like, yeah. wait, wait, you alleviate were, the yeah, pain. Yeah, you were watching people get epidurals, like, because they're giving birth, right? Well, you well, aren't you, they freaking like screaming? Without you the you give the epidural before they give birth to alleviate oh. the pain of childbirth, yeah. and to just mediate the pain of like contractions and yeah and that kind of stuff. So it's really not super necessary. So yeah. I guess I'll never like need to be like give this person an epidural or they're gonna die. Sure, but if I was like. <laughs> If for some reason I absolutely needed to give an epidural, I feel like I could do it, honestly. What does it involve? I've never seen. You just inject a thing in them? So you, yeah, you find, you you find the epidural space, which is like in your lower back. Yeah. um, And you just like put a needle in it. Uh So you're going through in between vertebrae in in that little cartilage spot. Yeah. You're going in between the vertebrae. So you uh-huh. feel for the vertebrae with like your finger on the back. Uh-huh. And you can even kind of look for it. Yeah. Um, and then you, once you find a little dip in, in between those two vertebrae, you just stick like your needle that has the, the anesthesia on it, the medicine in it. And you just put it in that epidural space. And the epidural space, is that in the uterus or where is it that? It is in your, it's in your back. It's in your... Um, it's just in your back? Yeah. Okay. It's in your spinal column. Oh, it's in the spinal column. I see. Okay. It's like in between, I want to say the lumbar and Uh the, whichever one is above it, L3, something. I can't. I I have no clue. I I could feel that though. Like, I feel like I could give an epidural is all I'm saying, if needed. Technically not allowed to though. No, no, definitely not. I'm definitely not allowed to. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely not. I'm just saying. Technically not allowed to. I'm just saying. If it came down to it, I'm, I'm here, I'm ready. Put me in, coach. Yeah. Wow. It's so funny. Whenever I'm, like, I'm, I'm shadowing, like, we'll have patients be like, he's, he's not the one giving the epidural, right? I'm like, no, don't worry, don't worry. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just watching. I'm on the sideline. Oh, they're worry. worried? They're like... Yeah, they're like, I don't want him to do it. <laughs> because they'd be like, oh, is it okay if, like, this student, like, like watches the epidural? Um, and they're like... He's not going to do it, right? Like, no, I'll do it. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he can watch then. As long as he's not the one doing it. Yeah. Which is understandable. Yeah. Because you wouldn't want someone who's, like, going to mess up, right? Yeah, but the residents end up having to do it anyways. Right. I bet they get a lot of slack. Yeah, yeah. You get a lot of heat for it. Yeah. But, yeah. Medicine. I never thought I would be on this journey. I thought that was kind of the... Main. It was always on the back burner. And it was it was never the main. Oh, okay. It was always in the back of my mind. It was never like my end all be all, you know, like there's some people yeah. that like, "Oh, I want to be doctor yeah. fifth grade." Yeah, yeah. And they just like do it. Mm. How many people you think there's a lot of people in our class going to pre-med or some pre whatever, right? right. Um like all, a lot of people, a lot go, of people went to Baylor, right? right. Are doing that. How many people you think are going to make it at the end? You think all of them will make it? No, I don't think all of them will make it. Okay. I think even if they do make it... They'll regret it? They also have to, like, get through it, you know? Just because you get into med school doesn't mean, like, you're, oh, fin- yeah, you're get through gonna it. finish Well, I mean, once school. you get into med school, you still have to take a bunch of tests. Right. Yeah. Hmm. 
I'd say, ugh, I don't know, maybe 80% of the people like pursuing like pre-law or pre-med, whatever. Oh. I think, well, wait, are you talking about in our class or like? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think, you know, globally it's much lower, but within our class I can see that 80% make it. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I think 80% could make it. Yeah. Do I think 80% should make it? No. You think it should be harder? No, I don't. I don't think it should be harder. I'm saying like, do I think some of the people who are like pursuing those things like oh, will like love it? Oh yeah, okay. Or, at the end of the day, oh yeah. I don't think so. I feel like I feel like a lot of them are pursuing it for yeah, just like the money, the like just oh, it's prestigious. Like I I can yeah. do that. I, I find that a lot. You know, when I was so going through college, I meet a lot of these people in pre men, um, and all they ever tell me is just. Or like maybe parents are doing it. Yeah, parents are doing it. I, I know one guy is doing pre-med. A lot of parental pressure, you know, to do it. Was even told by his mom, like, you know, I live, I'm, I'm go- I want, like, there are parents, sometimes parents try to live vicariously mm. through their kids. Mm. And I, I think that's one thing. But then I met another person. Uh, she was just like, you know, I go to my all my English classes. I go to all my classics, philosophy classes. I love it there. And then I go to my science class. I hate it. I hate it. And I'm like, why are, you like pro, why are you in pre-med? Like pre-med. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the pre-med. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's like those people are like, why? Like, it's it's okay. You don't have to. No, it, it's the culture. You know, well, actually, I, so I'll tell you, at UT, um, the computer science department, right? 30% Asian. And a lot of there's those Asian parents who are in tech. They want their kids to be in tech too. And they put a lot of pressure, like you need to get an internship this summer with a big company, like Yahoo, Google, right? And they feel a lot of pressure. I know one guy, he wants to do, he wants to do robotics. He wants to make robots. That's yeah. what he wants to do. He wants to, like his dream is to be like Tony Stark, right? Yeah, that's cool. But that's then his cool. parents are like, no, you gotta like, they want him to be a software engineer in uh, web development, you know, design websites mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And so he, he kind of got an internship. He's getting paid a lot. You, you know, computer science interns, they get paid a lot. Like this summer, okay, I know a guy working for Amazon this summer. He's going to make 40K this summer. What? Just the summer? Yeah, yeah. I'm not joking. Just the summer? He gets paid 40 to $50 as an, an hour. intern. As an intern. No, they pay their interns full salaries. For one summer? For one summer. Just an intern, software engineer. Well, you actually do stuff. Right, but it's one summer. It is one summer. This is common if you don't offer that money you won't be able to get the good ones but i'm telling you it's rigorous though it's a very rigorous uh, interview process you first have to um first you got to be accepted to an interview that's hard to look at your resume right and then you got to take a coding interview where you have a software engineer on the other side of you maybe multiple of these where they ask you a question they're like they'll give you just a problem you know let's say you're you're trying you have an airport and you have a certain number of airplanes and there's this there's this schedule right find an algorithm that arranges the airplanes to be in the right spot at the right times right Mm. and then solve it and you have to like think it out in your head and you have to get to the right answer and then they just every time you get the right answer they just build it and they they push you right they like okay you solved it in this way let me add this extra constraint see if you can still solve it and they just keep adding on to it. And then after, maybe you get another interview. Then there's a behavioral interview. He told me what they did for Amazon was they had this like fake, like you pretend you're in the work environment. You go in this like virtual website, right? Okay. And they send you these emails, these fake emails. Like, hey, this is Tom. I need help on this bug. <laughs> what oh. do you, okay. and then you, you respond to fake Tom, right? You tell him, oh yeah, I'm coming over to like help you. You have to, and they see how you behave. And he had, he had to go through all that to get there. Um, so, yeah. And he's, he's, he, this guy, you know, he lives on the outskirts of Houston. He's, his family's very poor. Mom, he's a first-time, first-generation college student. Christian, yeah. So he was telling me, he's also, he's not really that into software engineering either. But what he wanted to tell me, what he told me was, you know, Conrad, I want to know what it's like to live with money. I want to know what it's like to live rich. So... Yeah. So this is I'm pursuing this. He wants to do this. He he he. His plan is to work ten years in software engineering, and you know that can make you like rack in two hundred k a year starting. Starting two hundred k a year, you're a senior software engineer. You're making four hundred. 
plus stocks, right? Uh-huh. And he wants to do that for 10 years and then retire. That's, that's his plan. He wants to retire and then do what he actually likes to do, which is um, AI. Yeah, and just yeah. fiddle around And just that. fiddle around. And just yeah. have fun with it. Yeah. Now, like, a part of me is like, okay, I see that. Yeah. And another part of me is you're never going to be as good at your job as you can be mm-hmm. whenever you're not fully in it. When, you're not, when you don't really, like, care about it and when it's not really your passion and desire and your love. Like, there's always going to be a part of you that doesn't really want to be there and doesn't really want to do it. So you're never going to, like, be, like, fully effective as much as you could be. Whereas if you did something that you really loved and it was really personal to you and you were really passionate about, you could, like, because you cared so much about it, I feel like it would increase your effectiveness in that role so much more than if you were in a role that you didn't really like and weren't really super passionate yeah, about. Yeah, I agree. They're just trying, they, they're trying to make a short-term sacrifice to do something that they, they think will pay off in the long term. I agree. You know, um, what I want to do, I'm interested in all the AI ML stuff. I don't want to make websites for companies. I don't want to work for Amazon, design some algorithm. Like they, their task is like design an algorithm so that people click on, people buy stuff more. I can't find purpose in that. I can't just keep going my life, designing things so that people click on stuff so that, you know, it's, uh, I give them the right ads, right? Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm just, I want to go straight into like a research related field and that's what they would want to do. But because they, because the software engineering right now, it's such a hot job right now. It, it, like 200K starting, like you don't hear no, that. that's crazy. Yeah, yeah, like ba- crazy. bachelor's degree. You get, just get a bachelor's and you're like 200K starting. And yeah, the lucrative, the financial incentives are just too high to pass up. Yeah, to pass up. And when I'm walking around the GDC, which is our like computer science building, I hear people talking about, I'm going to buy a yacht. I'm thinking of buying a <laughs> Tesla. Like I just walk through and there's these nerdy computer geeks, right? They're just walking around and they're like talking about stocks. They talk a lot about stocks because they have so much money left over. They have, I made 30K this summer, right? 30K, that can pay your, for your tuition, right? Yeah. That can pay probably for your housing. Yeah. And then maybe you have like 2,000 bucks left over, right? And yeah. you're like, what do I do with it? Two thousand bucks is a lot to a college student. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and they talk about stocks and and stuff like that. When you know when all that GameStop stuff was yeah, happening, right? They were all talking all about it. it and all over it and everything. Yeah, which is like, I do hear like it's it is good to like invest money in stocks. Yeah. Well, I I have started a stock account. Um, is it just like a, a mutual fund? Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I, I'm not dumb. Like you know, gonna invest in one like some, thing. Some like those yeah. daily stock traders. Yeah, you know, you can't do that unless you're like really paying attention. The funny thing was, one guy told me I invest. You know, have you heard of the company Nikola? No. Okay, they make electric trucks. Well, they used to. I'll tell you what happened. So they used to, and I followed. Is the, it like a play on like Nikola Tesla? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I they, they're supposed to be a competitor to Tesla. And I, you know, I watch the news a lot, right? Uh-huh. And um, so I, you know, I, I see some, I just, I come into work one day. My coworker goes like, hey, um, I said, I said, I'm going to open an investment account. And he jokingly is like, are you going to invest in Nikola? I'm like, no, I'm not investing in Nikola. And he's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I'm like, and then I'm like, yeah, the CEO just got arrested. And he was like, turn, he's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, the CEO got arrested. And he's like, wait, I have like 50% of my stuff in Nikola. And it was dropped, it dropped like 30%. I had no clue why. And I'm like, yeah, he's got arrested. And you know why he got arrested? It was because they were, um, it was fraud. He, and you know, they, they shot the commercials, right, of the car. And p- somehow someone found out that they weren't actually driving the car in the commercials. They were pushing the car manually, <laughs> like down a hill. Oh my goodness. Yeah, like it was all fake. So the DOJ opened an investigation into them. And then I, he's like, Oh my god! He just the entire day at work. He's just like, oh my god! Really he's like looking at his like, account. Oh my god! I don't know there how goes much, my money. Yeah. There goes I don't my know money. how much money he lost, but he lost a lot of money, and he pulled all of it out that day. And it takes time to pull out too. Yeah. And then after that, he's like, no, I'm no longer gonna make these stupid like trade in one thing. I'm going in. that day. He transferred all his money to a mutual fund. He had it all in Robinhood. Yeah. He's like, no, I'm going to open a real... Like, he opened Fidelity account. Yeah, Fidelity, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then transferred all to a mutual fund. Yeah. Yeah. And just have like long-term growth. 
even though it's, it's smaller. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't follow the news, he doesn't watch the news, right? If you're going to daily trade, I think you got to watch the news. You got to keep up on everything. Get on, get on the Bloomberg terminal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I watch a little bit of Bloomberg, but I, I don't think even I watch enough if I were to trade daily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was funny. And in, in whenever I was at UConn, we had this... Um, it's it's called a it's called the Bloomberg terminal, which it's like run by Bloomberg. Oh yeah, you told, yeah. And like it's this, it's like made for the stock market, and like you like can look up all the stocks. It it has like a, a special tab for like the the news about the like companies and about the stocks, and it, it has like it's it is sole its sole purpose is to like for trading stocks and like buying stocks. And, like, you have to, like, get trained in how to, like, use it because it's so complicated and there's just so many different things that are going on in the terminal. And, like, people will literally just sit all day, be on this terminal and just, like, research and just, like, try to, like, estimate where things are going and try to project the future. Like, that is their, like, full-time job. And then we have these, like, college kids out here just, like, I can do this. And then, like, that happens. Like, Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, um, Goldman Sachs, surprisingly, a lot of these top traders, Goldman Sachs, Capital, right? They hire a lot of software engineers from UT Austin. I don't know why. Um, I think they use them, use these people to create algorithms to figure out what stocks to trade. Citadel Securities, they're just an investment company. They also hire a lot of software engineers. Um, I thought stuff. Goldman Sachs was a bank. Goldman Sachs is not a bank. They are people that manage money. Mm. they manage like a hedge lot funds they manage yeah they're like a they man so they manage a lot of some countries actually they, they, they had a scandal one time where they were managing i'm i i think it's malaysia's the kingdom of malaysia's they were they were managing the kingdom of malaysia's money supply something like that the the, the royal yeah. family or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then they, i think they lost a lot one of the people like stole money from them but yeah they manage large swaths of fortunes for people that's their thing and they were hiring some software engineers. They pay a lot too. Thirty k, the whole thirty k, forty k thing over the summer. I mean, I was making twenty one dollars an hour, which that's is pretty good. That's pretty good. It's pretty solid. So, but it's not thirty to forty k. No, not yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Man, I don't like. I feel like I you could... know what? you should invest. I feel like you should. I feel like I should too. I just I don't honestly know where to start. like put in. Here's what I do. The smart thing to do. Okay, the it? mathematically smart thing to okay, do. Okay, tell me the mathematically is, smart thing to do. Is to do a mutual fund yeah. and just put in like 50 bucks or put in like a certain percentage of your income every month. Uh-huh. Don't put it in all at once. Okay. Because when you put when you put it in all at once, if, it you, scares ha- if you. you happen to hit a low, uh-huh. if, sorry, you happen to hit a, what, not a, a high uh-huh. and it's about to drop, you're screwed. Yeah. Right. That just wasn't the right place to put it. But the stock market on average grows up. Like the average right. on average on like average ten percent. Yeah. Ten percent every year. So if you but if you put it in every month, some days you're gonna hit a low. Some days you're gonna hit a high. You always want to hit it when it's and low. It'll right? And it'll even out. And it'll even out at the end. And with a little gain. Actually, that way you don't have to like gain. keep track of things. You know. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's 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 what I do. I put in. I'm putting in a hundred every month, in my. Stock. I have a retirement account, and then I have an inv- regular have a, investment a, account. Roth IRA. Roth IRA. Yeah. Yeah. But then when you're a doctor, you can't use the Roth IRA anymore because yeah. they cap you when you make above a certain income. No longer able to use Roth IRA, and then you have to transfer to a four hundred one k. Hmm. Yeah. See the. I guess I'm okay. Uh huh. With that whole like okay short term, I'm gonna do computer software stuff. Yeah. And then I'll do whatever I want. Yeah. But whenever that goes into medicine, uh-huh. I don't want a doctor who's like, I'm only here for 10 years. You don't want that. Yeah. <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah know? you don't want that. I don't want a doctor that isn't really like into it and doesn't really love it and doesn't but really care for it. a doctor definitely could do that if they wanted to do it. And do you think, and I'm sure like. Especially specialty. If you're a specialty, you're making 400K or 300, 300 400K a year. You could definitely just do it for like. You know, ten years and retire. Yeah, if you wanted to, that's terrible. <laughs> you could, yeah. That worries me. But doc- most doctors, I don't think, do that. Though you don't think so? I don't think most doctors do that. Though I think a lot of doctors get in this sort of cycle. 
One guy, you know, when you start working, right, full time, um, one guy told me uh, he worked, he was working an engineering job with L3 Harris, which makes airplanes for the mm-hmm. government. Um, he moved out to Greenville and he, he was just there. And then he noticed just how, like, the, he really saw the reality of what it's like to work um, when he went there. For example, his boss, what he boss would do, come in at nine, leave at five. Go home, play a little guitar, eat a Taco Bell, rinse and repeat. And he saw this. It was like, is this what life is like? Uh-huh. You know, is this what's in store for me in the, the future? rest of my the rest of my life. life? I'm just going here. He's single. He just lives in Greenville, which is like middle, like nothing yeah. fun is in Greenville. Right. You know, no offense to people in Greenville. But no offense. I'm sure you guys have a great time out there. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, wow, is this my entire life? He has no solution to that yet. <laughs> I, I was waiting yeah, for the punchline. You know, he has no, I was like, uh-huh. No, okay. no, he has no solution. And, and where's the good part? <laughs> no, he has no solution to that yet. Yeah, he has no solution to that yet. But he was just saying like that. That could be some, your reality. The thing is, I don't know. That guy might like that. Maybe making airplanes is his thing. Whoever that guy is, that's yeah. what he likes. Yeah. But if you're just doing that to just get money, and those engineers are not, they're, they're not making enough money to pull off the whole like work for 10 years you got to do that for longer like that's gonna be annoying yeah nine you waste like the majority of your day doing stuff you're like "Eh," about and then you all you get tired from it it's like you're tired you come back home you you end work at five come back home you're probably at home at six yeah you eat dinner you maybe you make dinner you go out you make dinner that's probably like seven yeah seven to seven thirty seven thirty and then what do you have? You just you have, have like, like an hour and a half, an two hour. hours. Yeah. Before and then you're tired. freaking sleepy. And yeah. then you're, you don't really do anything. Yeah. And then you rinse and repeat. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think everybody want, should needs to find their worth through their job. No. But if you do find your worth through your job, that's really good. Because in the majority of your day, you're doing what you like. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that's such a, like, is it, is it a tough, do you think it's hard to like, do you think a lot of people find it hard to find a job that they actually like? I think so, because, you know, the, the most popular job right now uh, is in retail. Really? It, you think most people, I don't think most retail, is it just because there's just like a lot of retail like need, like a big supply? I guess so. I, I know that's the most popular job right now. Popular, not that people want to do popular. Right, okay, but like, just like, like the most. Yeah, retail is the most common job. It's, it's not like. And you like put things in perspective, right? Like a doctor engineer, you know, when Bernie Sanders is like the one percent of the one percent, right? right? Doctor engineer is literally like top three percent of everybody. Doctors are engineers; they're they're like literally the top three percent mm-hmm. in terms of income. Um, most people only make forty to k, forty k, fifty k a year. Yeah, um, that's like the median salary, right? So. I don't know where I was going with that, but um, no, I'm just saying that yeah, the reality of it is a lot of people don't make that much, and I don't think they uh, do the job they like. Yeah, um, which is I. It's a little sad, you know. <laughs> I, I was I was talking to back in high school, right? Yeah, I was talking to Emily Ware about this one time. Uh-huh. I was, you know, I had a conversation with her, and she was like. Yeah, that's really sad that that happens, right? Yeah. I think, and then she was like, her, she was like, I want to go full Plato Republic and like, or no, not Plato's Republic, like full, full on, like we need, it should be the reality that the government just hands money to everybody so they can do what they like, want to do. And what did you say? I'm a, you know, I'm a listener. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not bad. Yeah, combative. So you were just like, oh, okay. No, I, I said like, oh, I, I said it was practical. Is that practical? And she's is like, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Probably she's like, you know what? I think it in the future it could be, because if you look at how everyone, um, the entire world is working, right? People, the poorest person back in the day, you know, the census just came out. Uh-huh. The new, well, the census has already been completed, but the data on the racial demographics and the, and other stuff, you know, eighty to ninety percent of American households have internet. Wow. You think about it, think about what people in America had, the poor people in America had before. 89%, that means you're covering, you know, poor people, right? Yeah. That means a poor person in America still has internet. 
Yeah. Which is crazy because if you're a poor person in like Rome, I don't know, you're like no clothes, you're like on the street, uh-huh. you're like, you know, all that stuff. But now it's the standard of living has increased so much since then. And I think it could get to the point where the standard of living is now at the point where um, you can do what you want. I think it will. I think it could get to that point. I, I mean, I think it's approaching definitely. What do you mean by you can do what you want? Uh, where you can the you can with that minimum wage salary yes. at, at a certain time, mm-hmm. you have enough to sustain yourself, mm. right? Um, so because the rich people nowadays, right? You usually what do you you see them spend it on a yacht? It's usually something like. Crazy, right? Right, right. Not practical. But rich person back in the day, it's like, wow, you're rich. You own land. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's what made you rich, right? You're like, you own land, you're rich. You have cotton clothes, you're rich, mm-hmm. right? It was, that's kind of the stuff people just have normally right now, right? People have clothes usually. If you're, even if you're poor, you still have clothes. Mm-hmm. You still, there's still water, public yeah. water. You can still go to the restroom without not having to go on the street mm-hmm. like you ha- like people used to have to do i think we'll get to the point in the future maybe not in our i maybe in our lifetime not sure maybe not probably not in our probably lifetime probably not in our lifetime but at, i i think and then america obviously would get will get there earlier than uh, other countries but i think we'd get there and eventually my guess is you know you ever watch wally yeah, <laughs> well, everyone's gonna be like the people of Wally, <laughs> just like chilling, doing their own thing, not yeah. really working, just yeah. letting the robots do all the work. I think that I think that's what's gonna happen. You really think that's gonna happen? I think that's gonna happen. Yes. Do you think you think that's not gonna happen? <laughs> I think that's gonna happen. You give you look you you, you if you give people the choice to live like Wally, or, or, to, or to work, or like let's say, let's make the choice this. You live like you do in Wally, or you can you can guarantee you have a sustainable life. You have a livable life, okay? Mm-hmm. But you have to work. Are they gonna choose that? Or are they gonna choose Wally? The Wally little spaceship. Yeah, I think people Wally. would choose Wally. I mean, I, I'm sure if you went around and you asked people like, if you could. Would you play video games all day to like, right, you know, the right. people that like, uh, you know, who, that know who, like, play video games. Who enjoy video games. If you could, would you play video games all day? They'd probably be like, yeah, I know someone like that. Yeah. Who he was like, yeah, if I could just sit at home <laughs> and play video games all day and not have to worry about anything, I would do it. Yeah. Okay. I can see it. I guess. But you hear people always say like, uh, more common things like I want to travel the world my yeah, entire life. Travel. Yeah. yeah. Kind of same have thing. fun. Yeah. Have fun the entire time. Not have to worry people, about people, people would do it. People would do it. Yeah. That's true. That's true. I didn't really think about it like that. Yeah. I was thinking of it more of the aspect of like, oh, man, like, what, what, are, you, what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, don't, don't you, like, aren't you just going to get bored at some point? Yeah. But we aren't at that point yet, but I, I think we'll get there. Interesting. Are you, so you're ready to go back to school, bro? Yeah. When do you start? Next Wednesday. Next August Wednesday. 25th. Um, yeah. I, I'm more, I honestly like school better than the summer. I do. Of course you do. Well, it's not just the classes. Okay, why do you like it more? It's, well, it is, classes are part of it. Yeah? Yeah. I, I like the clubs, uh-huh. the activities that I'm in. What kind of clubs do you have? Oh, you know, I'll tell you. Okay, okay some, some advancements in the, my extracurricular life. Okay. So, yeah. Give me first, I, so I'm, I started a club. You started a club? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When? I, why didn't you tell me? Oh, well, it was like a year ago. A whole year ago? <laughs> yeah. What happened was this. So uh, computer science, UT computer science is very um, corporation, software engineering, you know, related. It's a lot like get an internship, right, at a major company. So a lot of the clubs are oriented that way. So you'll have um, like uh, Freetail Hackers, which is a club where you're making software engin- where you ma- you're doing software engineering pro- uh, projects to solve some given problem. There are clubs about making connections with companies. There are clubs about teaching people computer science. There and then there's obviously like I'm sure you've seen these like the minority clubs, right? Mm-hmm. Women in computer science, right? LGBTQ in computer science, kind of stuff like that. And what I noticed was there was no 
AI club. Okay. There's only a, the engineering department has a robotics club, and they have a data mining club in the in the engineering department, but in the computer science department they didn't. So I was like, you know what? And a friend and I were like, we should start one, and we uh, spent a, we call it, the name is Eclair. Eclair. Like a freaking French. Yeah, yeah, bread. The, yeah. Because you notice it has the word AI in it. We were trying to find a word. That was a good acronym that we could like combine words together and make it together. So we went on acronym.com or whatever, and uh, we're searching around. We wanted to get flare, like F L A I R, because it sounds cool, flare. like flare. Flare, yeah. But flare. we couldn't get e we couldn't get the F, the F to work. Um. So I think Eclair is something like engineering, computational learning, and AI and robotics, something like that. And uh, we got that to work. I have a website. I made a website over the summer wow. for it. Um, and we got our first sponsor. Who? Wait, who? A like, company. It, yeah, a so, company? So, or do you get teachers? All, no, all the, all the computer science clubs are fully funded through corporate sponsors. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know that. They're all fully funded through corporate sponsors. How did you, did you just like reach out? Or yeah, like... it's just emailing. Yeah. We got, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to say. I'll tell you off camera because it's not locked in yet technically. okay okay but i'll tell you off camera who we got okay and uh the minimum so we, we usually the way it works we email them and we send them a sponsorship packet that says like <laughs> what is what level of sponsor so you can be a gold sponsor a bronze sponsor you've seen those like it's kind of right. donors right? Right, right 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 and so and then if you get you diff, you get different perks and the perks that student clubs usually yeah, offer what can you offer yeah, yeah i'll tell you what they offer i'll tell you what they offer they offer sort of like you can come in and you can you can do recruiting events that's why companies do it so they can recruit students um so yeah i think this one could potentially give us a thousand to two thousand five hundred dollars sponsorship money which we would use to buy um most of the money that we spend is like to buy equipment to buy robo robotic parts. You don't have to buy software. Most software is completely free. Okay. Um, yeah, you can find software for all kinds of stuff, but it's usually hardware that we mm. need. And the hardware is like really expensive if you want it to be good. Yeah. So like we're, we're trying to save it for this piece of equipment that's like $15,000. Oh my goodness. We're, and we're doing it $1,000 at a time. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, I yeah. We, yeah 15 we times, I guess. I, I've also, I've been like, working on that club a lot i i recently became co-president of that club i i didn't want to be the president uh-huh but then the there's too much like responsibility you know not why, enough time i don't like here's why i don't like stealing other people's ideas one guy approached me first for it okay and i was like Tom, you're such a nice guy no he was like i'll make you co-president and i said no i don't like st I, you had the idea first you'd be co-president but then what ended up happening was he didn't have the drive to, to like like he didn't like i don't i don't like chasing after people i don't he didn't like doing that stuff uh -huh. and he says but and i was like oh and i said okay you know what i'll just take over we switch roles i'll be co-president I'll, I'll take over if, if you're not going to continue this anymore yeah and then he said oh wait, wait if you're gonna be president we can be co-presidents together he needed someone to, to push like, motivate see yeah that is the exact <laughs> same role you played with me in this yeah. podcast he needed someone to motivate so I literally just do the same thing I usually do, but I just have that position, uh -huh. and it's just that, yeah. You're such a great motivator. Yeah, I have that. And then I'm part of another club. I'm part of some biomedical engineering club where it's the cold goal is to make projects um, for... It, every year, I, they usually enter um, a competition where you make some sort of device to solve a problem in a third world country. Mm -hmm. Honestly, most of the things are not marketable like at all because it's made by a bunch of undergrads and usually they don't have the experience to do it, but you submit it to a competition. And, uh, and then I'm part of another club which does uh, blood pressure screening for homeless people, though I've never actually done it yet because I joined like, one year ago, which was when COVID, COVID. started. So... Yeah. Okay, so they take blood pressure, these homeless people. Yeah. And what, what happens if they have low blood yeah, pressure? Here's what happens high the, blood pressure. Yeah, here's what happens. Yeah, yeah. You, you just like, you, okay, you yeah, have you're, high you're blood pressure, a, bye. You're not allowed to give them advice because you're an undergrad, right? Because you're not an MD. So you give them, we give them referrals to clinics, free clinics mm. that are community clinics usually. And we say, here's your blood pressure. 
and then we give them like a pamphlet. You have to be really careful about these things. You know, you, you're not allowed to give them advice. Mm, yeah. It's breaking the law. So we refer them to clinics. Okay. Yeah. Those are the three clubs I'm involved in. That's cool. Yeah. I didn't know you started that club. It yeah, helps, I did. Help start. Yeah. Um, Eclair. Eclair. Love it. You what like is, it? What does it stand yeah. for? Engineering and... Co- I, I Honestly, I don't remember. Because I think it's engineering computational learning in artificial intelligence and robotics. I think that's what it is. It's, it's a mouthful. Yeah, yeah. Just, just Eclair. Just Eclair. We're just yeah. called Eclair. Yeah, we just call it, yeah. You have any... You have members? We have... Mem- we, okay, we have a Discord. Okay. Our opening Discord... We have like 50 something people in That's it. That's a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> but it's it's like most clubs. They don't all right, show right, up to yeah, the turkey. Yeah. You know, it's usually like 10 to 15 people per meeting though. Yeah. And that's that's a solid amount. Yeah, that's okay. And it's only been Zoom yet and hopefully in the in the when we start this fall semester we can, we can start we're, 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 Zoom like Yeah. We can no start one really wants actually, to go to Zoom. Yeah, yeah. We can actually start start projects. Yeah. Previously, I think what I was, I was making like PowerPoint slides every single time, like 30, like 30 slides every week to present about some machine learning topic that I would teach. And then, but hopefully this semester we're planning on just doing a lot more project based things. Yeah. That should be better. Yeah. Just going through another, man, you're just lecturing these kids. Yeah. I was, I was going, lecturing. going through yeah. Zoom yeah, yeah. lectures all day anyway. And yeah, was yeah like, I know. I don't want to go through Yeah, I, I was basically just lecturing the entire time. But we couldn't do projects because it's like a robotics thing. You need the robot there yeah. to test. And we just didn't have that. So, yeah. Sad days. Yeah. that's So, yeah, I'm doing that. And then uh, I, I really like the freedom in college. Really like it. Yeah. Yeah. It is nice. And I, you know, I learned how to cook for the first time. I just, I've learned so many things in college. <laughs> like college is like... Because you have to, you're forced to. Yeah, for me, it's been a huge like knowledge explosion. Yeah, no, 100% agree. Uh, yeah, like an academically, I've like, first time I started an investment account, first time like I know how to cook now, I know, I pay, I pay rent. You pay rent. I pay yeah. rent. Pay off credit card, like yeah. all that stuff. It, it's... It's very nice. It's nice. Even though you have that added responsibility, I just, it just feels very liberating. You walk anywhere you want to walk, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. That is so funny. It yeah. is nice, though. I enjoy it. Yeah. I used to hate yeah. responsibility. I still kind of do, actually. Mm. Oh, my goodness. It is... Wait, did you know it's Rachel Hannish's birthday? No, I didn't. Bro. Rachel Hannish. Yeah. I need, to, I need to tell her happy birthday. Where, what does she do now? She, oh, okay, she's in seminary, and I think she works part-time at the seminary. I can't remember if she has oh, a part-time a, job or okay. full-time job, but I know she's in seminary. Do you know what seminary is? Uh, that's a um, what, religious school, right? Yeah, like Christianity, like a graduate program yeah, for like, a divinity school. Yeah, divinity school. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's specifically Christian theology. I don't uh, know if like other religions call seminary. it seminary. I'm not sure. I think Jews, Jewish people, call it seminary. Maybe too. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, that's what she's doing. Wants to be like a I pastor. Don't know. I think she just wants to do something in like ministry. I'm not exactly sure though. Okay. I don't know. I haven't. I've, I saw her earlier this summer, but it was like a quick hi. Mm. I'd never. She I, remembered you. Yeah. Why wouldn't she? She has she so many people. I don't. I don't know. Like, I wouldn't expect her to remember me. You remember faces, if not names. Yeah. But like, if you're a teacher. Like, teachers remember their students. You know what? You know who didn't remember me? Who? Hopefully he's not listening to this. Mr. Hughes. No, I don't believe that. You know what happened? Uh, so Terrence goes in, and he's like, do I know any of your siblings? And he's no. I'm he, sure if he saw no, you, he'd remember no, no, you. He, sure, sure, if he saw me. But Terrence goes, I think it was after, you know, Mr. Hughes told Terrence, like, you're not going to get into UT Austin CS. Right. And then he goes like, but Conrad did. He's like, who's Conrad. That's what Terrence told me he said. If he saw you, he would recognize <laughs> no, you. No, the thing is, I've went back before, and I've talked to him. Uh-huh. 
So he definitely knew, knew who I was. He knew he I just went forgot. to UT Austin. He just forgot. So he did forget. Yeah, he did forget. Yeah, he just forgot. But if you're like <laughs> reminded, if he sees you, he would know, like he would remember. But like he's not like actively like remembering who you are. No, he's not. Yeah. You know, making those connections. Yeah. It's like when you like, when you like see something that reminds you of something like, oh, I forgot about that moment in time. But seeing this reminds me of when I was like five year old, this, this happened to me. Mm. You know, it's like, it's like that. It's like a locked away like memory. That's like, that's another thing that like, our brains are like so cool in that way where like you like may think you forgot about something, but something, yeah. some familiar sound, yeah. some familiar like picture or something can yeah. trigger the resurface of that memory. Yeah, yeah, that that's really and it's just interesting thing. so incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's so cool. Like you hear something, and then do you ever like walk around, and then something triggers it? You don't know what triggers it, but all of a sudden, I have this. I remember a song that played a long, long time ago <laughs> that I had not heard of. It was like some. I, I'll remember some like twenty seven 2000 you know 2007 oh that was in a disney movie yeah yeah and i'll remember like oh my god that song (laughs) that's from toy story i'll think about it yeah yeah Yeah, sometimes no see it's just like that yeah just it's just tucked away and he didn't he didn't forget you it's just tucked away in his Mm -hmm. not memory that he uses every day (laughs) the the yeah it's not in the pertinent useful short-term memory that he needs at at the moment yeah oh I'll be learning a lot more about that because I'm now a neuroscience major too. Starting are you, are neuroscience you like a double classes. major. Yeah. Computer start. science and neuroscience. Yeah, start. I started that uh, last semester. Well, I, I the last ending of last semester. So I guess my first neuroscience classes are this fall. That's cool. Yeah, I asked him. I was just like, oh, that's you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's something I've always been yeah, interested yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, I know you were always interested. Yeah, in so I was like, yeah, gotta explore it. So I'm exploring it. That's good. Yeah. Um, hopefully, I'm, I'm definitely leaning more neurology now. Arvin's kind of thinking about that. Did you? Oh, know? he's a psych major, right? Yeah, he's thinking like n- neurology. He doesn't want to do psychiatry. No. Okay. Did you know his parents are both doctors? I didn't know that. His do you know di- what kind? Yeah, his dad is. I know his dad war- delivers babies. He's a neonatologist. Oh, he's a neonatologist. He's a neonatologist. Okay. You know what his mom is? No, I don't. An OBGYN. OBG- oh, okay. What a couple. What a yeah. power. When he told me that, yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, what a power couple. You got the OBGYN, like, and then the you have the neonatologist, yeah. which is like, okay, like, the baby's coming and they hand it off to the husband. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's so funny, and they definitely met that way. There's no other way they like. There's yeah. too much of a coincidence. Yeah, my my parents both met through doctors too. Yeah, yeah. I just thought that was so funny it, because it was so funny because when he told me, I was like, oh my gosh! Like I was be like, I knew what his dad did. I didn't know what his mom did. And I was like, oh, like your dad is so cool, Arvin. Like I want to be a neonatologist one day too. Uh-huh. Like oh, like is your mom a doctor? Like what does she do? Oh, he's like, oh, she's an OBGYN. I was like, oh my goodness, that's like my yeah. second option that I was thinking about doing. Oh, you're thinking about OBGYN? Yeah, I think Yeah, that's just, that, okay. I would say that would be my second option. Just because, like, babies fascinate me. Just the biology. Yeah, but OBGYN is women. Yeah, but they also yeah. do, like, baby stuff. Like, with, like, um, just, like, making sure, like, everything's, like, developing okay and, like, the yeah. baby's, like, healthy okay. and just, like, those stages of just development um before like the delivery and then that kind of passes off to like the neonatologist once the mm. baby is born but the OBGYN it's more OB the the gynecologist is more like women's health oh, obstetrics okay. obstetrics i forget what it stands for yeah but it's like baby development or something. Let me look it up. Okay, abstract and then gynecology. Right, but you have to be a gynecologist to be an OB. Oh, you can't just be. An That's OB. why it's an OB. That's why you'll okay. see OBGYN. OBGYN. Obstetrics. 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 Yeah. The branch of medicine and surgery concerned with childbirth oh, and the care of yeah. women giving birth. Okay, obstetrics. Right, so like that would be my interest, but I have to be a gynecologist first, and then you can specialize in obstetrics. OB. Okay. Because like babies just fascinate me. The biology of it, 
and just like oh, you're so cute bro i i was and i always say this i have baby fever 24 7 huh they're just so cute they're so adorable and also just like they're like pure biology you know the the it's so cool to see the difference between the biology of like an infant and the biology of like a 50 year old yeah like and especially like a premature infant Mm -hmm. who's born prematurely they don't have everything developed yet no so uh, you have to like do that for them you have to like maintain their own homeostasis for them because they're so underdeveloped they can't do it on their own whereas with like a full-grown person like sometimes you don't even like know why what is going on you know because there's just so many different factors yeah that could be at play um and like you could give them like you could give like a full-grown person like a crap ton of vitamin c yeah and nothing really happened you give like a baby like a crap ton of vitamin c that could be deadly you know if you if they if their sodium levels are too high they can have a heart attack and die you give someone like a full-grown adult like a a large amount of like potassium like their body can kind of like fight that and like mitigate it and you'll be fine yeah but like babies just it's just so cool how like you can see the difference in like what you give them and how to treat things you know and that's just what fascinates me is the biology part of it and just they're so cute they're just so cute (laughs) Yeah, well, neonatology is a very special. I didn't honestly, I didn't even know what that was. I didn't know what it was either until you told me. I didn't know what it was either. I met I met this neonatologist at church. I was telling her, "Hey, I'm doing pre med, but I'm also doing business because I want a plan B. But honestly, like, I don't know if medicine's what I want to do. It's like sounds like a long journey. I don't know if it's yeah. worth it for me. I think I'm just gonna drop pre med and go business. Uh huh. And then she was like, "Wait." Wait. Before you do that, why don't you just come shadow me for a day? I'm a neonatologist. I'm like, what? Like a yeah. neurologist? <laughs> no, a neonatologist. Like, what is that? I had no idea what it was until like yeah. I met one and she told me about it, and I got to see her like do her thing for a day. Yeah, I didn't know what it was before either. And then when I say, oh, oh my gosh, and that again, like whenever people ask me, like, oh, like whenever they find out I want to, like, pursue medicine, become a doctor one day, they're like, oh, like, what do you want to be? Like, I want to be a neonatologist. So, like, like, neurologist? They, I, I, <laughs> they I always get that. Neurologist? Or, like, and, like, what yeah. is a neonatologist? I always get that question, like, what is a neonatologist? Yeah. And then I'll have to explain it. And then it's happened so many times, I just I just say, I want to be a pediatrician. Oh. Really? Because, that, because you have to be a pediatrician first, and then you can specialize oh, in neonatology. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. And it's under the branch of, like, pediatrician. Yeah, okay. Um, so, like, I've kind of just, like, yeah, I'll just, I just want to be a pediatrician because I don't want to... If I don't feel like going through the whole conversation of, like, what a neonatologist is, like, yeah, I want to be a pediatrician one day. Mm, okay. Yeah. But, obviously, I've obviously, like, found out, like, if you obviously are talking to, like, a mom or to a woman... Sure, yeah, they'll know. They'll know. They'll, yeah. mo- they'll know a lot more times than, like... You're telling a guy like I want to be a neonatologist. Like, what is that? If you're talking to like a mom or even like a woman, yeah, they'll know what a neon neonatologist is hmm. because it's pertinent to them. Yeah, that's a very specific field. I don't know. I don't think I know a single person that's like I want to be a neonatologist besides you. There you go. Yeah, it's not nice though. I saw that neonatology book in your room. Yeah? You see, yeah, the, so I didn't the, open it, but I, I saw it. I was like, wow, oh, there the, it is. The yeah. manual of the manual neonatology. neonatology. Yeah. yeah. It is so confusing. Every, like, I have to look up every other word because it's just, like, some science-y, some science-y word that I just haven't come across yet. But medical terms are so cool in that, like, you can break it down. Yeah. It has, like, a prefix or a suffix or, like, something. Yeah, so it's, yeah, it's not... And it all has a meaning... And you can just, like, one word could mean so many different things and so many, like, specific things, which is, like, super cool. So once you, like, are able to break it down and you know all those meanings, it's, like, it's super cool to, like, be able to communicate. It's super effective, too. Yeah. Yeah, because you, you combine, like, what, dorsal, like... Yeah, right. Inferior, superior, yeah. you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Or, like, a hematoma. Like, you add... You yeah. combine the hema Hema, the with toma, the toma, thing. toma yeah. you know, with blood. Yeah. Um... It's just, I don't know, it's so cool how you're, like, 
whenever you are able to like break down those words and understand what they're saying it's just such a great feeling he's like oh that makes so much sense that's so cool yeah but yeah i don't know i see i had that that experience of like shadowing and like falling in love with like medicine and if I didn't have that, I wasn't going to pursue it. Yeah. I remember you were like, you told me. You're like, Conrad, I think I'm just going to do the business thing. I remember you told me that. And I was like, oh, okay. You're like, I don't think I'm doing it. And then all of a sudden, out of the blue one day, you're like, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm doing it, Conrad. Yeah. You were so sure, too. Yeah. And I, I think that I don't know if a lot of other people that are pursuing a career in medicine have that. No, they don't moment. do that. I don't think they do that. Yeah, explore. So then they reach that point, and like I don't know. Do you think there are a lot of unhappy doctors out there? They, they, they I get think there to the are. Point and like, oh man, this isn't really. I think what. there are, and they just deal with it and keep doing it. Um, yeah. My mom knows a couple colleagues of hers unhappy about their profession but it makes a lot of money you know they've put so much time and effort and they can't stop but i also know someone you know completed an md completed all of residency then they did it for a year a couple years like i hate this and then got a jd became a lawyer wow so long that's probably and they were like 40 started the lawyer right Mm -hmm. but they did that you know oh yeah you know who wants to be an md jd right ellen right Oh, yeah. Ellen, MDJD. But, like, what is driving you towards okay, that? Okay, I'll tell you. MDJDs, you know what they do? They basically, they just do a lot of administrative stuff for hospitals. Management. Mm, and That makes hospitals. sense. I don't know. Well, I know Ellen. I think she just likes both. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I always... Like the prestige of it? I don't know. And also, it might be because, you know, she loves Chicago, right? Hmm. U Chicago is like the one medical school that offers the dual degree, mm-hmm. MDJD. I think it might be the only one. And she likes U Chicago. So she's yeah. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, they usually, they don't usually practice medicine that much. So it is possible to get an MDJD. Like I'm trying to go for an MD PhD. Right. Because you right? want to do more research. I want to do research. I want to go like sort of a 70% research, 30% clinical uh-huh. type route. And that route will, you know, I'll probably you'll probably be out earlier than me. Right. I just want to do all all patient care, hundred percent patient yeah. care. I know. Just... Yeah, I know. Most people I know are kind of like that. Um, like I have like research is cool. Like I'll I enjoy like reading research. Yeah. I don't think I would really enjoy like doing. I think I would. I think I would find it that it's cool and fascinating. I don't think I would hate research, but I think I would just love it way more just to do patient care mm, yeah yeah i know yeah i think most doctors are are like that most people i know kind of hate it you know who does like it now philemon patient care the research or just research he just started research and he's like yeah i really like it mm. yeah and i told him about md phd mm-hmm. he's like I never knew this was an option. I'm really thinking about this now. Um, so he, he may do that too. It's uh, such a long... It's really long. But you know how I view it? You know, because I told you this before. MD, PhD is completely paid for. Okay, but... I don't got to pay a penny. You know what it's like to me? It's like if someone paid me to do what I like to do. You know, MD, PhD to me is like if someone told you, you know what, I'm going to pay you to play video games for the rest of your life. And that's great, Conrad. That's that's that what way. it's that's what it's like to me. I'm, I'm like just not built like I, that. You just built different. Like, you just built different. Wait, wait. They're that's gonna awesome. they're gonna give me free access to a gym. They're gonna give me student benefits. I'm gonna get 30k a year. You're just a machine. And they're gonna just to play video you're games. That's a, what I'm like. You're just an utter machine. You just built different. Yeah, I mean, I have different interests. Yeah. I honestly, you know what? I, I met going to college, you know, I don't, I'm definitely not like the smartest person in my class at all. Okay. Right? I mean, I think I'm like above average, but I'm not the smartest person in my class. But I'm definitely, 
the person that is one of the most interested in the field that I'm in. Like other people, I don't think they're genuinely like interested in the field. Like I, I think I know some more about what the cutting edge of modern technology is than a lot of computer science students. Because I'm both interested in. There honestly is not really a field that I don't like. You know, besides uh, there's a couple probably like. I don't think I could do classics for a really long time, or you know, stuff like that. But like history, technology, medicine, physics, chemistry, like all that, I could go really deep into any of those really far. Most people I don't I find are not very interested in the fields they're in. Like they're not gonna sit there and like look what is the cutting edge of my field. What is the what are the advances being made? And I think that's one thing I, I, I do hold an advantage. I have a lot of interest in the fields that I do. And honestly, I think that's more important than the smart stuff. I think so, too. I think that'll, like, yeah, it'll drive you. It'll drive forward. Yeah. It'll keep you, like, motivated. Yeah. And it will also just, like, drive you to learn more rather than just, like, learning the bare minimum. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I don't learn the bare minimum. I learn a little bit more than other people. Right, because yeah. you're driven by your passion and desire for it. Yeah. And one thing, I was, you know, I was recently watching videos on Albert Einstein, and he was not the smartest dude. Like, right. And, okay, in his class, nor among his group of physics friends. Like, there were many people that were considered more mathematically gifted than him. Um, I can say, like, one guy's name is David Hilbert, who's, like, very... That name is very well known in the mathematics community and the physics community. You know, he was a much more of a mathematical, you know, genius <clears throat> than, um, than Einstein. But Einstein was just very, like... He had a lot of intuition and imagination, Mm-hmm. And like for example, you know the you've heard like theory of relativity, right? You right. know what it's all about. It's all about like it's all based off the idea like you know if you're on a train, right, and someone else is on the same and also on a train, right. you're moving in the same direction, same direction, and then you're both going thirty miles per hour. Yeah, it looks as if you're going. If you look at the other person, you can think he goes zero miles per hour, right? Because you're also going thirty miles per hour, right? But if you're th- going thirty miles per hour, someone is going zero miles per hour then he will look like he's gonna going he's going negative 30 miles per hour the other direction Mm -hmm. right and when he thought about that that's he thought about his theory of general relativity when it comes to like light and stuff like that Mm. he he, he imagined like what if i was traveling on a light beam yeah and i was watching things oh things would look diff like things would appear as if they were going oh yeah so he had a lot of imagination and stuff like that so and just he just really liked he was one of the kids in class that uh evidently he he was really bad at uh in his college he would skip classes uh-huh. uh because he didn't like studying um the fundamentals he wanted to do the more advanced stuff like the cool stuff you know mm-hmm. it's kind of like the guy like you you say do physics one right and then some guy's like no i want to do quantum i want to learn quantum like some guy's really into quantum physics he's like so impatient that he wants to learn that's what he was what i was like so that gives me more hope <laughs> because i'm telling you like there are people i meet in college that are so smart yeah like like they're given some problem they're like oh this is a solution right and the some of the teachers are like uh at least computer science teachers can be quite condescending uh-huh. <laughs> kind of like oh you couldn't why couldn't you solve that yeah you know like we've we gone over this mm-hmm. we can solve that and i'm just like well I don't know. It's hard. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's like really hard sometimes. Yeah, Yeah. it is. Yeah, but yeah. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna pause it right here. I'm gonna get some more water. Do you want any water? Uh, yeah, I finished my water bottle. Yeah, and I'm gonna get some snacks and we're gonna come back to it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I really want to like continue this conversation. Okay, so come back for part two. Okay.